What's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of Seeking Profit. My name is Emil. As always, I've got Andrew and Jamie IF is back on for another episode. Welcome back, dude. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Uh, if money was no object, what what is what is a site you've always wanted to start but could never pull the trigger? And I can I can lead with mine if you guys need a second to think about it. So I've always wanted to create a surfing site. I surf and I feel like it'd be so fun to review surf products, talk about surf spots, all that, because it's what I'm passionate about. But then I realized surfers have no money. And when you do keyword research on volume, there's like nothing in surfing, even though it's like as popular as it's ever been. I'm just like, this is the fast track to being poor. So I'm not doing it. So, uh, one time I was walking the streets of, of Hoboken with Laura and people used to leave like old books on their stoops and everyone just kind of take and leave your own. And, and uh, there was like a bunch of like cat books and a cat encyclopedia that was just like ridiculous with all the breeds and stuff. And we had like just started doing websites and, and I was like, Laura, let's put this encyclopedia online. And we, we registered Bossy Paws. And we started doing keyword research and there's all these inane, like, does your cat have this, does your cat's piss smell like wine or whatever? I'm like, let's, let's skip this one. <laughs> Why? That sounds like a, I feel like cat people are so, it's like I parenting. wish we did that one. Yeah. That would have been have the one that, that would have stood the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are you, Jamie? What was yours? The two that come into my mind, one is just pure, like, I could make the most money from having more money, but it's a higher, like, entry than, like, any of the crazy finance, crypto, investment crazy ones that you can just make crazy money from. Or just, like, a general, like, high net worth individual site and just use it to network into the Illuminati. I might go that route. Or... It could be, you know, it could be the way in, the digital Illuminati. Oh, that's a brand name right there. Anyways, let's save that one for another one. Um, or it would be like um, kind of similar to personal finance, but like, I just feel like, I don't know how it is in the US, but I feel like in the UK, you never get taught to like, write a check or anything like that. It would be like the ultimate best communicated over like done, but like most clear way to like how to be an adult and functional and save money in like normal places. But like in a way that's like everything you need to know in like the most concise way. It, but UK specific. You know, Jamie, I have a domain that is literally about to expire. It's called howtousemoney.com. Do you want it? Has no backlinks or any <laughs> history. Freshy. <laughs> uh, I just have so much time right now that I think is a great opportunity. So I think I'm going to now <laughs> add on another 40 hours <laughs> onto my, my next news site project. Andrew's like, Jamie, how come we haven't sent these emails or had any partners this month and you're just like in your corner building out this site because Andrew led you there. <laughs> Good job, Andrew. All right. So I got the idea for this episode. You guys were on, I think his name's James DeLacy's podcast talking about Jamie joining Lasso. And I think it was like a tangential conversation, but Jamie, you were talking about how you structure affiliate articles, like when you include buyer guides, how you talk about products when you include FAQs, all these different sections that I think make an affiliate article unique, good, and everyone kind of has their own style. And I figured it'd be fun to just talk about how you structure these and hopefully people can walk away with, you know, some more ideas of how they can improve their articles. So let's start with like the, the best, cause that's, you know, what most people are writing in affiliate world, like best list of whatever, and you have a couple products and whatever it is. So 
Uh, take us through. We've talked about your spear intro on the other episode, so you'd always do that. What do you go straight into products? Do you have a buyer's guide before? Like, how do you how do you structure these guys? So, in ninety five percent of cases, the product reviews should come before the buying guide. There right. is a value judgment to make if you are doing super high ticket or. I can't think of a reason, but it's not tied to how high ticket. It's just tied to that the activation energy associated with making a decision, like how life changing is the product. Mm. It's going to be more difficult to sell someone a car than salt that has like no emotional attachment and is fairly undifferentiated. So for salt, you wouldn't even write much. You just have like the top three picks would just be the article, right? And because there's so little differentiation that that's arguably the perfect affiliate piece. But if you're selling saunas, caravans, whatever, maybe you'd have the buying guide first because you want to educate them on the underlying factors affecting your decision before because it's just such a high activation project. But I'd say if it's under like five grand, you're probably all good to stick the product reviews first at a guess, unless it's just like a really emotional product that again, you need to coax people through and make them feel comfortable with feeling confident about their understanding of the product to then feel confident making a decision. So... Buying guide after the product reviews, but write the buying guide first. It validates your experience, knowledge, and it will mean that you write, like in the same way that people say, write the intros last, write the buying guide first, because that is basically your research expressed. And that will give you everything you need to get more in depth, more differentiated, more like comparison heavy, where each individual product review isn't just it's done. It's 800 quid and it is cleans your bathroom at five meters a second. And right. it's good. Quid and meters? I have no idea what we're talking <laughs> yeah, what about is this? anymore. What is this <laughs> metric system? Across and... the pond here. Sounds like an aquatics show or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have a question because you had said um, review or buying guide. By review, you just mean like the section where you enumerate a product and all of the details about it. Sure. So to give complete clarity, the it goes intro, product reviews. So each product, best overall, talk about it. The next one is, let's assume, let's say you've got six products. One is the best budget pick. One is the best premium pick. One is the best for professionals. One is the best for Windows and Mac users, whatever it is. Best for beginners, best for cats. Quids. And for, for Brits. <laughs> Quid. Um, <laughs> and so... That is the product reviews. I call the best articles buyer's guides, but there's a buying guide that comes underneath that, which is things to consider when purchasing a vacuum, factors to consider. The right. things we tested, our criteria, they're called various different things. Yeah. You can also, if you want to get next level, and this is what people like Wirecutter and others have started leaning into, is how we picked which can differ from the factors. Because if you're a real expert, you want to give people the underlying factors associated with like the quantifiable, comparable metrics, which comes up in the buying guide. But the things that you chose might be different because you're on another higher level. And that can also be like factors like we surveyed all the 200 Trustpilot, Amazon, Reddit reviews there as well and anything else. But that's, I wouldn't worry about that. Worry about that when you're doing 20 grand a month. Don't worry about that until then. So the product reviews, are informed by the buying guide. They go beforehand in most situations, but without writing a buying guide, it will be generic surface level, level one stuff. Whereas if you've already written a buying guide, like we covered in the previous episode that talks about how if you want to 
uh, a vacuum for kitchen speed is important because of xyz and then you go and talk about the best one then when you talk about the best for speed which then gives you a segment automatically to talk about in the affiliate content you can talk about how it's faster and if it's not your top pick you can say you know while we still think that the xyz is the top pick this one is better for speed so if you are insert certain scenario here that they can identify with and like uh, you know imagine themselves in that situation you can put them in there and if that is something that they self-identify as basically with a lot of this stuff people want to be herded down a path that they self-identify as most people buy stuff because they want to fill a certain status and so if you can go and if you are the type of person that's active in cleans your kitchen on sundays go here you know and you want to do it at speed and if people identify that mostly it's like aspirational right conversion done that i can't st- help but think for people who identify as brits what vacuum will they buy <laughs> if it doesn't have Sorry. painted tea and crumpets all over it we're not buying I'm afraid. That's, <laughs> we just don't we don't go that way <laughs> and, and just being this joke to death Brits and the quids and uh, <laughs> dude, there was there was so much good stuff in that. Um, like you just mentioned, the you know, like best for whatever to have your your buying guide dictate those categories is is so smart. Like I've never thought of that, and that's a hundred percent right. Well, we can also be affected by like that's just another way of finding extra sub segments to further differentiate. And you should not have products that don't aren't the best and wildly the best for each segment because most affiliate content converts terribly because everything's a six out of 10. This is good. This is also good. This is also great. It's like, okay, but you've given me zero influence on how confident I feel putting a hundred dollars of my money at risk to send a product to my house via Amazon. How are you, how are you going to make me feel really confident? This one's for me based on my ego and how I identify as, do I identify as a, a hardcore vacuumer functional person okay sell me something like that that makes me feel like a hardcore functional homeowner like whatever it is also the the long tail keywords may also depict and encourage what you choose for your segments as will like the general ones that you'd put at the top uh i use lasso for the like the top three picks mostly it goes into best overall pick best budget pick and best premium pick which I still do, even if it's a best cheap or budget article, not because I expect them to buy, but you can anchor expectations. If something's too grand, all of a sudden the $100 one feels pretty reasonable. Even if like you only put 30, 60 and $90 ones, the $90 one would feel a bit dear. When you're talking about the different sections, it was feeling like there was, there was a lot of detail there. And, and where my mind went was like, um, almost like how not to link out to even other articles on your site. And so I'm curious when you have like these really information rich sections in the guide, do you link to info articles on your site? Do you try as much as possible to like include no links that aren't monetized and add the content in? What do you think is appropriate? We currently follow a system of if we're from a low monetization post, we'll link to anything, whether it's another low monetized, basically low means info, right? And then high is affiliate commercial. If we're on an info post, we'll link to anything. If we're from affiliate, we'll link from high to high, but avoid high to low, unless it's at the end of the article. And like, we haven't made the conversion by that point, in which case you're probably not ready to buy. So we'll send you something further up the funnel, like a guide to it or anything. Like how much does it cost? So you can understand the factors at play that would affect how much money you should expect to spend or anything like that. Um, 
we will, for example, this is where the buying guides are useful as well, because let's say you've just written your pillar post of best vacuums. A key part of that buying guide for what you should think about factors to consider when making a purchase are, I mean, what do you want to clean? Do you want to clean your kitchen, your bathroom, your house, your carpets? In which case, you should go for XYZ. We've also written a guide on the best vacuums for carpets, internal linking exact to match anchor text, powerful, over-optimized, doesn't punish you from what I've seen uh, for these pillar posts, maximum power link, because this is one of the most important pages, so you can get the most link juice from the internal link, and then you can do it from there. Uh, and then you can link throughout your cluster when things come up, usually in the buying guide or in other supporting content. So it, it's basically like super commercial content, but like more niched down, essentially. Like, yeah, like best can, vacuums, and then you would link out to your article on best vacuums for Brits. Yeah. It's more specific. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's mostly because of the, like, just like SEO and clustering rather than user experience. But the user experience is benefited by going more deep. You're mm. probably going to make more money per page view on best vacuums for kitchens than best vacuums because you get such an array of people that it's possible to cater for them as well as you can on a specific kitchens one and so it like is it's there for seo but like if people click it then fine like it's you know a way of funneling people down um what i will also say is that like just to go back one point because i forgot to say it when we're talking about creating the buying guide and then how we go for the segments best for beginners best for whatever in some cases you don't just want to have those and like a lot of like not best practice affiliate content they'll just use the same segments for everything but not all articles need that best for kitchens if i had to guess is more budget than best for carpets which is probably going to be more heavy duty and so you should like meet the search intent by going for higher price things for certain things generally and foregoing like best premium heavy duty pick for like best for kids because it's just not relevant right it's gonna miss the search intent it's not beyond like you can have premium pick because you might you might be rich and have want to spoil your kids but heavy duty use no it's not going to be you don't want anything commercial for a kid i mean i've got like you wouldn't have best vacuum for kids but that's just an example of a more beginner friendly segment right um i see these things and content and i haven't written about this i will write this and i'll make a video on this on like the casting a movie method for affiliate content and no one who can't support and perform a supporting role in your content should feature in your movie. You can have your starring characters, which are the top picks, the best budget pick or whatever, they're your main co-stars, and you assign them there. But you, like, you shouldn't just have like ones that you always rely on, best for beginners, best for whatever, unless it suits and benefits your movie. And so the segment should only exist if those are the people that are really coming onto your page. So you hit all of those, you make the most money and leave no type of audience segment unmonetized. But you have to be careful in how you cast. You can't just be giving roles out to people that don't fit the movie. They have to fit and be able to perform the character. So you should cast your things like a movie and be very, very strict on your criteria for doing so because any more products that need to be there will just lead to less money because you'll just give people decision paralysis and they'll get a bit more anxious and unconfident that one like reaches out to them particularly and like they won't make a purchase. So you want to keep it as concise as possible and as differentiated as possible and as targeted to the specific people on the page as possible. So I think it's really I, interesting. I have a question there. So let's say you're looking at the top three, four results. They all have 3000 words, right? And it's because they have like 10, 15 products and you're like, man, you really only need five product recommendations. 
do you just say, all right, I'm going to have this be 2,500 words, or do you make up some of that word count elsewhere with FAQs and buying guide and stuff like that? Do you the even best thing about a buying guide is that it's more evergreen. And so, like, if you're in a tech niche, right, new stuff comes out every few months. It's like, oh, I've got to update this again this month because there's another iPhone that came out and another Samsung. Whereas right. the buying guide, yeah, you can switch out a sentence or a product, like a couple of words. But as long as the, the way of buying doesn't change, it's more evergreen. And so it will mean that you have less time spent over the long term keeping that article relevant for the modern day and the modern week, modern month, modern year, whatever. For um, length... I honestly don't worry about length. Our stuff ends up being longer even though we're trying to keep it concise just because we end up having a lot of supporting content and a lot of like reselling. Like we'll have like a top picks to the top and then we'll have a quick like couple of paragraphs for why we think these are the best. Then we'll give you, you know, the bullet points of all of them with their segment, best for beginners, best for whatever. So you might be all eight products, six products in one rather than just the top few. And then, you know, a brief discussion on that and how we picked you know, how we generally picked. Then we get into the product reviews, which are longer than average because we just have more to say. We try and differentiate them more and that just creates more words and more contact and more like stuff and the pros and cons and stuff within each one that might take, you know, it's mostly a rewrite of the thing. You can actually write pros and cons if you feed in your product review into ChatGPT and say, give me two pros and cons from this. It'll do that. Um, that saves time. And, you know, so it ends up being more in depth. There's nothing wrong with having a 350, 400 word product review, especially if you're top one where you want to sell it the most, probably because it has the highest commission rate as well. And so there's nothing wrong with like being as like, they don't all have to be 150 words, three paragraphs, talk about speed and size and price. And also a lot of those specs don't convert. Um, I've written about dynamic spec relativity, which basically means like in different like, niches and different keywords and different level of funnel different specs and different like everyone's got a burning desire and a problem they're trying to solve whenever they go to anything and it's mostly trying to solve the pain and whatever issues cause that pain or whatever i don't want to be embarrassed when my mother-in-law comes around and see the kitchen is a mess so i want to get this solved what's going to solve my problem some people it's I've got a gig next week and I want to make sure my guitar's in tune. So I need to make, you know, whatever it is, there's different little things that everyone just like, that's the main thing. That's the critical thing. And it's for you to identify the relative, like the dynamically relative spec that is the big trigger of action and buying and amplify that. Because in a lot of cases, speed might not be relevant to a vacuum, but for this particular thing, the capacity might be huge. And that's like the huge decision-making point for you for whatever reason, because that is just solves your burning desire and leads back to the original reason, like the core deep down reason that you came to this. And so is for the affiliate content writer to identify the, the most dynamically important specs that become more and less important for different types of keywords and search intents as well. And that affects how this stuff's written. Again, sorry, I've got off tangent because you mentioned length. Not too worried about length, especially when like... I'm less worried about people having less time on page now because it, every time time on page goes down, money goes up <laughs> and they just take an action and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, right. you know, you're going to, I've done my job quicker. Congrats. Google should in theory find that more helpful. I don't know if they are rewarding it. I haven't done data tests, but they should. Okay. So even if someone, you know, the top three results are like top 10, will you try to go for 10 as well or 12? Or you're just like, no, we're doing less and, you know, it used to be like skyscraper style. Oh, you do. You have 10 on your list. I have 15 on my list. 
I just have more points in my buying guide than you, so it's a better piece of content. It will be the same length or longer. Generally, thought process is higher up on the funnel, the bigger the number, lower down on the funnel, the smaller the number. 150 best DIY shed projects, best two vacuums for kitchens, heavy duty vacuums for kitchens. Yeah, it's smart. I feel like a lot of if I saw 25, yeah, sometimes, you know, you see the list of like top 25 best, whatever. And it seems overkill. Whereas five would be great. I would rather click on the five and have a short list. And like you said, not be exhausted with so many options. So, um, so did I catch that right in product descriptions? You don't have like a, a standard, all right, we're talking about pros, cons, these three features, price, description, you, you vary them based on the subcategory? We have a set, maybe four or five bullet points, and the pros and cons, we have them. But we okay. try and do the pros and cons like relative for the product category and section. So it is a vacuum, and the pro will be that like it's, got the, it's faster, 40% faster than the other one for the same price. And then the con will be, however, you do lose out on 15 minutes runtime for that, like, you know, in exchange. So it's like, it's not just a nominal pro and con based on an Amazon description. It's a relative pro and a con based on the comparison and what you can expect in that price range and for that money and for for this kind of category or for relative to what's important for your kitchen. Um, we'll, beyond that, try and focus the content on what we think is going to lead you to take action and convert if we think the capacity is important. And you'd assume that, like, you know, capacity and runtime on a vacuum is more important than more like industrial, I presume, because it's about efficiency. This is just me making stuff up. I don't know. So we'd zoom in on that because that spec is like the most, like it becomes more important dynamically as you go more industrial, I guess. And so um, we're trying to think about like, what is, what do we need to do to make people think this person understands me? I now feel confident to make a decision. So, from best lists, my mind like kind of jumps to verses or alternatives. I feel like a lot of a best list is kind of like the comparison between. Um, I'm assuming you guys do uh, alternatives or best or I'm sorry, versus. How many do you compare? You know, is it really like 1v1 and anything beyond that is ridiculous? How do you think about that? Versus. It's getting interesting. The rules that used to apply to versus content don't apply anymore. I'm seeing versus the content that we've written randomly ranked really high for the single product review, like the vacuum 75, just the product is showing versus keywords in and amongst the brand page, which is interesting. We're also seeing versus where it's three products compared rather than two, taking both the product one and two and two and three compared ones all at the same time. Whereas we used to try and go more specific and win on comparing those particular ones and winning there, which means that Google just thinks that these are interconnected enough that if you're going to judge products A and B, you need to throw C in there. But it's really random because it can change. <laughs> and it's, it, you've ne it's never been more important to have the eye for it. And you can only get the eye by just 
looking at a thousand subs over a few years. But I prefer You're saying one like a v1. position four product moves to a position three, and you almost have to like flip out one of your versus items to that one to meet like shifting intent. Just a lot of competitors, and it changes the other way as well. In that, like you used to rank A versus B versus C for A versus B's keyword, and now a more specific one's in there. But for some, the more general A versus B versus C is taking the A versus B keyword. It's really you just have to keep a keen eye on how these things are changing. And I don't have any concrete evidence for like this is the way you should focus. It's really just never been more important to focus in on the specific serve that you're looking at to see how to tailor this. But for writing versus content, fairly similar to a single product review and more different to best content. So at the top, it'll be a short intro. We'll give a value judgment that's as controversial as possible and as segmentable as possible, as confident and like willing to like go out there, which requires obviously knowing the stuff because it's embarrassing if it's wrong. So you say, I think this is best because of X, Y, Z. And you can start with the stat, but you have to then go, this means that if you're a beginner, newer, or if you've got kids, this vacuum is best for you because it's safer and whatever else. However, if you have money to burn and you're willing to spend the extra $50 for similar specs, but extra safety features, then go for this one. And then try and get all of your segments that could be on this page within those two, because you're not assigning it on a per product basis for one segment now. You're assigning like three or four segments and like splitting them into the overarching tribe of a versus like A versus B. We're going to presume this is a, like an a, like just one V1 here. Then you can go into your lasso top picks block just have the two rather than the three it still works as a table and then i would have all of your h2s be a buying guide speed capacity time things you can clean with your vacuum and every single thing is a mini product review so you cross compare them over each individual thing and how that affects your overarching experience so this is one long buying guide over like each important spec and again it invokes the concepts of dynamic spec relativity because the things that cause you to buy should be at the top unless it requires you reading the previous parts to get to the point where that will trigger a buying process which again is a value judgment that each person needs to take when writing this or researching or anything else and so to come up with those things it's fairly similar to researching a buying guide and it's similar to writing a single product review in that you should be just having H2s for each element. If you're if you're reviewing a single vacuum, it should still be speed, capacity, materials you can clean, compatible cleaning products, whatever it, you know, whatever it is. Which in a single product review, you might say this is the best in class, or if you prefer this particular thing, you should buy this other alternative. You can do that in product reviews. But in verses, it's just purely talking about those two. Though you can then go. However, there is a left field pick that's not worth including in the general comparison. But if you just want a super fast one, we can also do this. That's just how you be as helpful as possible because if someone's just typed in vacuum A versus B, it doesn't mean that they're like so brand loyal that they're invisible to everything else and they just hate the idea of anything else. They just want to solve a utility problem. Like they want the best thing. And so if you can bring in other products just for specific subsections, just for the speed H2, and give them an option if the speed is that burning desire that is the maxed out dynamic spec that's relatively the most important that could be how you make your 50 dollars. smart so you do start out with the verdict as like the first thing not at the bottom after you've kind of that's smart it allows me to put a lasso block in your face and make more money <laughs> it's not because i like don't like ads i like ads <laughs> no, no it makes i mean man people are 
time to value, right? I think Google and readers value that more and more. Like, get me to what I want the quickest. And then if I want more, I can continue down the page. Like, we all get it. There's going to be more text below, but give me value as quickly as possible. So I like that. I don't think... All right, let me let me just say, I'm not doing this because I just love giving value to the world. I'm in business mode when I'm writing these. I'm doing this because one, it will rank higher. So even if I make less per page, the more pages by like giving you the bottom line up front will mean that I make more money overall expected value. And it also means that I can convert better in the top lasso block to try and keep like 80% of the value, even if you are reading 50% less and I'm making much less ad revenue. Yeah. I mean, I it's think, just because of the Google algorithm. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. I think they go hand in hand, right? You provide value and you get some value, hopefully. Um, okay. That was funny. You mentioned we do this for uh, just random thought. We do it for clients all the time. You know, people, you find a keyword of two, like, let's say you're a smaller player, right? And there's two big players in your space and everyone's searching for a versus B. We do a versus B and then include the client software in there and show them all the ways that we're better than these two you're comparing. Like, bring it into the conversation with the big players because no one's searching for you yet. We're going to do that last night. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. That's such a good idea. <laughs> I have a few. Like every jumping no, every in front of a ton of intent that's not even geared for you. That's exactly. the ultimate like trend jacking. Yeah. You're piggybacking yeah. off of the big brands that everyone's searching for. And you're like, hey, you need to consider this third option as well. And here's why. All right. We're doing that. <laughs> uh this is good i think that's uh what about oh last thing so we've done versus alternative what about just a straight up product review so uh sure. dyson 370 review how do you structure those sure. it's more similar in layout to a versus article because a versus article is basically a double product review but it segments based on where you should go. And in a single product review, I mean, arguably, any commercial content goal, if we're going to go and talk about helpful content, is to get you to get to the thing that makes you happiest and adds the most value to your life. And so even just because they've typed in product review, it doesn't mean that they're so set in their ways that only that can help them. And it's for you to unlock the alternatives, and you can talk about a lot of product reviews, I think, make the mistake of just going H2, 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 H2 for each product spec, and then alternatives at the bottom, because it's just like an easy template. But I think that you should be doing alternatives on a segment by segment, audience element by element basis, because if you're going to talk about speed, at least let them know what's out there for that particular thing. So that if that is their burning desire and the dynamically most relevant spec to them that's going to trigger an action, then they can at least read your review of the alternative, open a new tab, compare them, at least you've made double the ad money, maybe a sale that's going to actually happen that they wouldn't have done on your product review because they typed it without full knowledge of what they needed just because it's a popular product and it wasn't right for them. And so, yeah, it should that's be so a buying smart. guide. But instead of a versus article that's like, everything is about both of them, it's about that, but you can bring in the supporting acts that, you know, can do each thing individually well as a segment, which you should know because you've written the best buying guide on the entire segment. <laughs> Dude, that's so smart to have the alternatives at the end. Like I'd never do that. And such a good way to segment people out by what they care about and get them to buy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've, by the way, I've never been good at ranking product reviews. So this is like complete hearsay from someone that like doesn't make a lot of money from product reviews. But they can help you rank your big money best keywords. And if you can have an internal link from each product review within top 10 picks that they can go for even more specificity, one, that's being helpful, more time, more page possession. Arguably, there's user metrics. I don't want to get into the, the SEO debate for this because people love getting boringly into that sort of stuff but like just talking about a user's perspective right if they're not going to click it when you've got these single product reviews even if they're not making money for them to like you're like daring someone go and click this i really have tested all these products like you know click that click that internal link from the best article to my specific one it communicates so much trust that you'll increase your conversions and obviously the internal linking and having that cluster of real product reviews within your best and the individuals will help it rank. Um, and often like just the internal link clicks, if someone's not quite ready to buy, especially if it's a higher ticket affiliate item from the best vacuums for kitchens to then go as your vacuum review, they're like ready to go and that will convert so well. And so adding that post can probably add like another 40, 50% to your earnings per page for those two combined pages versus if that page didn't exist. My, my brain is exploding with how many things I want to go change about my, <laughs> like I get, I got so much value out of just asking these questions. This is awesome. I, I don't have anything else. Andrew, anything else you want to ask Jamie before we wrap it up? Um, I think that was awesome. The, the one, and maybe it's an, an easy question. Uh, <clears throat> when I think of verses, I, I kind of like lump in alternatives. Um, very different. I mean, I kind of feel like the intent is the same and very different. And so I guess the question is, do you approach them the same way that you'd approach a versus or, or do you just kind of do it different, more like a review? So Google hasn't caught up to alternatives yet and they're wrong because they're wrong. And I decided they're wrong. <laughs> but an alternatives post should be a versus article but all of them compare like in a miniature condensed way to the original post but they rank product reviews like best posts not product not individual like the the best top 10 like they're just generic and so that's the way it's got to be no one realizes that you write an alternatives post like you are writing best cheap vacuums People only type in alternatives when they want that product, but they don't want to pay for it. <laughs> it's always budget, budget, <laughs> but the same utility. Every alternatives post that converts should just be best budget product alternatives brackets that still work well, that are just as powerful, that'll still give you great value. Done. No one's doing That's it. True. There we go. It's a numbers it. thing, or maybe the product is going out, like they're not making it anymore. And so you need to like, I like this. Where is the place that I move from here? Like I have to go. For SaaS, I would say that's not that way, but uh, for, because there's so many other things, customer support, features, all that thing. But for products, you're totally right. I'm just thinking about like myself and that, that's like 90% the case. <laughs> I don't want to pay for that much. The best alternative post, if Google was like willing to be like correct rather than like be set in their ways, would just be a single product review that's like, this is the best cheap version. Or you might want to play off like, you know, like there might be other segments just to like anchor expectation. Like this is the best premium pick if you've got rich since buying this product. But no one types <laughs> alternatives when they've got rich. Like they go, all right, what's the best? 
now I've arrived, what's the best expensive option? <laughs> right. <laughs> so like the only like the only function for most of the other ones, unless you know, like you said, it's been discontinued. What's the best like for like replacement for that? Apart from that, I can that you've now that you've put in, it's mostly a budget alternatives, and so you can write them like best cheap. And there should only be one product, two if you include the like for like, and then three if you want an anchorable premium one that no one's going to buy. So I'm I'm thinking about this completely different than I was before. I kind of was like versus alternative, like same thing, and I didn't really think about it. So hypothetical question: If I was running ads to our versus pages, would you exclude alternative? as a search term, given that we're premium. Are you talking from SaaS? Or like from say products? pretty links alternatives versus, you know, you know, like would that be a viable term given? Or is it, I'm just familiar with pretty links, but I know so, nothing else. The reason that I wouldn't change the current versus slash alternatives lasso landing page strategy I wasn't talking about the landing page. I was talking about sending ads to that versus page. Like, is alternatives, it doesn't make sense. In the absence of a lot of organic traffic, they'll merge. But for the things I target, they're usually enough to be different. But for something like that, there isn't enough. So you can merge both in one. And I I would assume that Google's merging the search intent, or it's just not worth having like different ones. So I'd run ads to them for all of them because they can't expect anything else when it's a small enough niche, which is why I wouldn't then create different two different pages. It's not worth it. Smart. I uh I love that. Dude, this was amazing. I think probably a good spot for us to end is I have a I have another question, but I feel like it could be its own episode, so maybe I'll save it for another one. Uh but Jamie, dude, thank you for hopping on. Again, I have like I'm just taking notes and I feel like I need to go change the structure of how we do, you know, because you you develop templates and how you do things internally and uh hearing about you and your success and how you do this, I've just got a bunch of new ideas. So thanks, man. Awesome. I hope it was helpful. And you helped me earlier this week, so I'm glad that I could deliver some value back. <laughs> well, I, 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 I might have just sent you on a fool's errand. I have no idea. I'm just giving you advice. <laughs> and no one had picked up on the bit from my site that you picked up on. So it's another like point of like search, you know what I mean? To try and figure out the reason for a traffic job. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I just I hope it works. But cool, man. Same. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you guys get a lot of value out of this one. As always, you can follow me at Emil Shore on Twitter. Andrew, you're at Andy Feeb. And Jamie, what is yours? Uh, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E underscore I-F. Awesome. Well, we'll catch you all on the next episode. Later, guys. Awesome. Later. Bye. We're seeking profit. We're, we're, we're seeking profit. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit. We're seeking, seeking, we're seeking, seeking, we're seeking profit.